The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Past the hour is AM Springfield. John Schroepfer, where you been? Did you take vacation? Yeah, we went. Are you allowed to vacation in your job? We took we took the family to the nation's capital on Fourth of July week. Come on, yeah. But that was fun. It was awesome. Did you get to see anybody? I mean, any of the congressmen, senators? Was Senator Durbin around? They they were on recess, Uh, so it was. But there was uh, a clear mall. I mean, you could. It was not as many people except on the 4th of July. It was a beautiful trip. Were you there for the 4th of July we celebration? Were. We sat on the, oh my the Capitol Mall and watched the fireworks. In the foreground, we had the Washington Monument. It was fantastic. Did you get around the White House? We we walked. We They actually opened up the barriers when right as we were walking up on July the 3rd. About 50 Americans got their picture taken yeah. right in front of the gate. It was beautiful. Have you ever been there before? I've been there uh, 40 years ago oh my with my parents. We yeah. went on a family vacation. About a half a dozen times or so since for business reasons, but never as a, as a tourist. Were well, there a few demonstrators around? Did you go past the Supreme Court building or the White House at all? Very few. Okay. Um, but it was the, the only downside of the whole trip was kind of the sadness seeing all, the, all three branches of government so barricaded. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of yeah. that. Did you make it over to Arlington? We did not. No. You know, that's, I've only been there once. That's a shame. I was back in the late 80s. I was there maybe early 90s. And... Uh, that's the one part I remember, the, the Arlington, we, the changing of the guard and so on. We didn't make it there. We went to the lot of Smithsonian Museum. Oh, yeah, it's just of course. A, it's an absolutely fantastic city, and you can't help but when you go around to all the monuments, to all the museums, think what a, an amazing country this is. Did you uh, do the shuttle bus? Is that what you... Uh, we took the metro a lot. Oh, you we did? Okay. Ubered a little bit. We want to go to Georgetown to an Italian restaurant with, yeah. my, with my bride sure. on our anniversary that, oh, good. that day. So, yeah, we had a great time. All right, next 10, let's go to the beginning, remind everybody how this started, where the idea came from, the involvement of the foundation. Well, the the Community Foundation had been growing for a number of years, um, just more involved with various community projects as we have grown. By the way, Sam, this is our 20th anniversary this year for the Community Foundation. Didn't realize that. Yeah, I've been with it 19 years right after I got going. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, as we've grown, um, we had more people kind of calling us into different projects. We thought, well... Wouldn't it be interesting if we could kind of convene what we were terming a community visioning project? And so in 2020, after COVID hit, we decided to go forward with it. We just did an open call to the community with really <laughs> no great game plan in place. We just want to find out what people uh, wanted to see for a better Springfield region. And so after that, we had hundreds of ideas submitted. We had a steering committee of volunteers. We sorted through all that. As you can imagine, it's hard then. You get the ideas. Well, how do you actually execute on things? So it was uh, spring of 2021, we released the Next 10 report, which had really 10 categories of ideas, probably more like 30 uh, different projects in mind. And they all had to have certain uh, qualities in place to make it into the report. That's kind of what we decided. Each one had to have some champion, a group that says, we're going to step forward and take responsibility for this project, Mm -hmm. have some kind of resources behind it, financial or human capacity or otherwise. And then third, kind of a short time frame, one to three years to at least get started on the project. So we uh, got to work. (laughs) And much of my life and my job has been, I call myself a professional nudger or reminder (laughs) to different groups saying, hey, remember that project we all agreed we'd work on? How are we doing? And a lot of this is, you know, 
well, we're well on its way prior to the next 10. We're kind of caught the coattails of some momentum. Others, I would say, in the office, we say, but for the next 10, it probably wouldn't be happening. So there's a combination of what are dozens of projects. But here we stand just a little over a year later from releasing that report. And you've got the nice slick brochure yeah, in your hand. Beautiful. Really? It really is kind of cool how much is, is moving now in the Springfield area. You know, we all get frustrated, I think, because it seems like everything takes so much time. But these are leg legitimate projects with legitimate movement on them, and we're excited to keep the momentum going. All right, so let's talk about some of these that, in fact, have been completed. Uh, for example, number one of a revitalized and resilient downtown, and under the completed projects, it says development of more parklets. Tell me about that. Yeah, well, you go downtown, and you see these uh, nice uh, areas. Kind of, They take up a couple parking spaces in front of restaurants and bars and the like downtown. And really, the, the business owners have spruced them up over the last uh, year or so. That, that's kind of easy, in a way. It's straightforward. The city wanted to do it. The business owners wanted it. And now you go downtown, and you can uh, sit outside a lot more easily. A culturally rich community. Community Foundation very much involved. Support for artists to beautify and enliven our community. What have we done? Yeah, well, namely, the, the Levitt concerts is something that we financially supported. But sure also, did. you see a lot of the arts um, efforts that have been ongoing. That one, I would say, Sam, a lot of it's just so nice to see things we've always done come back after the pandemic. But we want to see more of that. We want to fuel it. I know uh, people are working hard to get Levitt as an ongoing thing next year and beyond. And even if the Levitt Foundation, which is out of California, if they don't support it, I think there's enough groundswell to keep things like that going. Hey, uh, st uh, number six on the project areas was a strong foundation for our youth. Mm -hmm. SIU School of Medicine involved. How are they going to... Uh, bolster early childhood education yeah we had them on here uh, a couple weeks ago with, or a couple months ago with you this is the nurse family partnership project which is an amazing project for newborn children born to a first-time low-income mother it really changes the path of that person's life probably forevermore uh number 10 the springman sang county growth lines we just talked about those folks they sponsored uh, a segment with uh, Superintendent Gill, mm -hmm. uh, implement a community economic development strategy. Tell me about that. Well, that one, and, and there's a whole bucket full of these things I, I call the plans. <laughs> and that is one, a comprehensive economic development strategy is something that we had not had in place formally in this community for any period of time that I'm aware of. And we and they funded that. That's available on our website, I believe on the Growth Alliance's website. It really gives a more specific strategy for economic development that we hope many groups uh, adhere to and take up the mantle on. John Schimpfer, a couple of them involved, or more than a couple involved youth, but certainly uh, the reinvention of the kids' Zium, uh downtown and also the incredible uh, improvements on public school facilities. Yeah, and I just heard Superintendent Gill. It is amazing. and That, that was one that was certainly in place uh, prior to the next 10. It was, had mo the momentum going. And it is so nice to drive around Springfield and see all of these buildings all around the county uh, and see all these buildings being renovated. It's, it's long overdue for the children of this community, in my opinion. We see a lot of places uh, on the north end especially. We think Pillsbury, of course. And I think a lot of people were concerned that maybe Springfield Junior College, Ursuline Academy, mm -hmm. a.k.a. Benedictine, may end up in that same uh, ballpark, if you will. That didn't happen at the moment. Yeah. I, I think both of those are great examples of how citizens can step forward and take charge of something when there doesn't seem to be a way forward. Pillsbury, just on a second on that one, it's remarkable. I don't know if people understand. 
a not-for-profit was created and now owns that property. Right. After two decades of really uh, falling into complete disrepair. And now I think there's a path forward. That's a huge thing for the next 10 projects. On Benedictine, and you have Tony Libri and other people now working at it, it seems to be one building at a time. People are saying, hey, I can make some use of that. And they're hopefully going to restore and uh, re-enliven that entire remarkable block, which I have a great affection for. You know, the concern I have, and I hope I'm not guilty, but there are a lot of people, without looking at this and knowing what's going on, they will say, ah, nothing going on in Springfield. Oh, Springfield's a dying community. There's nothing in growth. Uh, there's no big industry, no big factory, and so on and so forth. We know the competition for that sort of thing is keen. Around the country, people are looking for that. You guys have said, okay, here's what we can work with. Let's turn it into a positive. There are a lot of things going on. There are, and I, it's something I, I get cynical as well. We sure. all do when we're frustrated about something, you know, that crack in the sidewalk or pothole at the end of the block that we see and we get get really upset about it. I would say to those people, and I hope the next 10 has offered a platform or an opportunity for this, just say, well, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do something. I'm going to step forward rather than just be a cynic. How can I do something? The two I just named, Benedictine and Pillsbury, are people who are doing that. It didn't, they had no permission. They just had to get an organization uh, formed and then off you go. You can do things in this, in this world. And I think the next 10 was our, opportun- our effort to say, hey, what do we want to do? How can we get more people involved, coordinated in, in a way, and then get people that will step forward and take responsibility for it? And it, it sounds awfully simple. It's very complex. I understand. But I hope that people who do feel cynical and frustrated can do something about it rather than just uh, you know, bark into the wind. Uh, needless to say, when people talk about growth, they always talk about medical community, mm-hmm. careers in medicine, anything medically related. Yeah. Uh, yes. We have had a medical district plan for a long time, and every time I drive through that area, it looks like there's something else being constructed that's going to play into that. Yeah, the, the, d- we're combining a planning process for the downtown and medical district combined, really to kind of uh, have a more seamless business district for healthcare development and for the traditional business core in the downtown. And you're, you're absolutely correct. Those have been drivers, and thank goodness we have those incredible hospitals, the medical school, all these facilities in, in our community. But that is an area that I think we still have so much good going on, but a lot of more untapped potential. With more coordination, I think it could just be accelerated. Coming down Monroe uh, from MacArthur heading east, Walnut and so on, uh, the Capitol Complex, the Stratton Building, if you will, all the work being done, turn on 2nd Street. It's an incredible project the state has invested into that area. It's unbelievable. Uh, th- our, our own big dig here, <laughs> now north of the Capitol Complex, sure. they're, they're going to put in with the parking and conference facilities, and the announcement on the armory is a huge thing for those of us who care about that iconic building. It is um, long overdue, <laughs> in my view, that the state is investing in this be- beautiful state capitol, and that beautiful state capital complex. Now that took a capital bill. That's hundreds of millions of dollars being spent in our community. But it's so exciting every day I drive downtown to work to see the work that's happening. The fairgrounds is on fire, if you will, not literally, but yeah. figuratively. Man, what's going on there? All the roads look good. They have started to uh, address the uh, old arena that is in. Mm-hmm. They're going to rebuild that and so on. They've addressed the Coliseum uh it is, and I know the city of Springfield, Convention Visitors Bureau, uh, using it a lot is the gateway inside gate two over yeah. to literally Happy Hollow. So you folks said, hey, there's more to this fairgrounds that could be used year-round, 
and the state's investing in it. They are, and so is the community foundation right now. That was one, you know, my mom still lives a block away from the fair, and uh, I and you and other North Enders have great personal affection for that place. But I was struck by how many people in this community really care about the fairgrounds to the next 10. A lot of comments on how we could spruce that up, make it better, more productive all throughout the year. And it is um, a plan that we now have underway, a planning process for a master plan for the state fair for first time ever. They've never had one that we're aware of to really get our arms around the entire complex, all the programs out there, and make it better. During the fair, Sam, you're going to see QR codes around the fair, I think, on park benches where citizens can ha submit their own ideas for the fairgrounds. I just spoke with the consultants who are working on the project last week. They're interviewing all kinds of stakeholders. You ought to get them on the show. Probably get um, the We're going to be out there every day. That, that will give us opportunity to have much more in place uh, for more productive economic and social activity there, hopefully for another 100, 150 years. If people want more information, how, my friend, can they get it? And real quick, 30 seconds, the largest solar project in the state of Illinois going to be right here in Sangamon County. That's the word. I think in the southwestern part southwest of the county. Southwest part yeah. of the county, just west of Auburn a little bit. You're exactly yeah, right. It's Unbelievable. It's incredible. More uh, information. Go. The Next 10 website is TN10, that's 10.org, and we're reopening the site for new ideas. It's not going to be the full-fledged process we did two years ago, but we, want, we don't want to stop. We want to hear what people are thinking. We want to try to coordinate it for a better community. More information. Again, the foundation looking for people who want to set up a foundation. That's right. That's and what you do. Business is good, Sam. We're about $60 million in total assets. We Come gave away $5 million. What was it 19 year. years ago when you came on board? About eight hundred grand. We were giving away <laughs> 20-something a year. 20000 or so you a year. You came eight hundred grand. Now there's $60 million. Yeah. Let me be clear. It's not my money. No, no, I understand that. <laughs> it's very generous but people. But you were very instrumental in it, my 60 friend. $60 million and going strong, and people keep talking to us. we got some big announcements coming up on th in that respect as well. So life couldn't be better for us. You, you and your team you put together down there. Incredible people. people. Yeah, they're you amazing. Thanks, man. Thank you. John Strepsler for stopping by, CEO of the Community Foundation. It's the next 10 to have an outstanding brochure out. Progress Report Summer 2022. Pick it up if you get a chance. You will enjoy. My name is Sam Madonia. Greg and Polly take you until 9 o'clock. Love you, Mom and Dad. Love you, Tom. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.